in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. We are back for another episode of Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. My name is Robert Wakefield. And I'm Peter Searson. And we are doing a, a great job. <laughs> if you do say so yourself. If I do say so myself, of nailing down our Mount Rushmore verses yeah. and putting the the four favorite verses that mean the most to us. Right. And we're putting them up on uh, on our Mount Rushmore. If you want to, uh, we're going to be setting up a, an email. If you want to send us uh, an email with your Mount Rushmore verses, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, and and, and don't just uh, send the verse. Uh, we want to know why. That's very important. We yeah. want to know why. Right. Because anybody can pick four verses, and but why do they mean so much to you? Right. And uh, that's kind of what we're going to do. We're going to be setting that uh, email up very, very soon. And as soon as we do, we'll uh, we'll be broadcasting that out uh, on our podcast. But uh, we are coming to you from Columbia, Tennessee, New Song Baptist Church. We're in a windowless, cold room. Are you <laughs> but, getting cold again? No, it's not as cold as it was last time. Okay. And it's not as bad. But it's now time for another one of Peter Searson's Mount Rushmore Verses. And yeah. here we go. It is what? Uh, Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 4. Jeremiah 4, 4. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to read that for us? I will read that for us. Jeremiah 4, 4 says, Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Remove the foreskin of your hearts, O men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my wrath go forth like fire mm. and burn with none to quench it because of the evil of your deeds. Wow. Yeah. You know, you uh, <laughs> you really kind of chuckled when I picked this one. Well, I, this one and your other one. My other one. Yeah, yeah my last one. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, <laughs> this verse reminds me of, of how we can get caught in the trappings of religion and miss the relationship with God. Oh, that's okay. I see so that. So that, that's, that's how, what this verse means to me because um, – you know, circumcision began began with with Abram, mm -hmm. and it was something. If if you want, it's in Genesis seventeen, and God told Abram to start doing the circumcising thing because of of a of a sign of the covenant that he and Abraham had. And so he said, you know, your descendants keep doing. It. And so they've done this circumcision thing for a long time, right? And it reminds me of of we can have external things to. Um, say I'm I'm religious. I'm I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. People wear jewelry, crosses around their neck. Uh, you can have verses tattooed anywhere you want. Mm -hmm. um, that that doesn't necessarily mean you're a Christian. It does not. It, it means you're wearing a cross, and it means you've got a verse tattooed on your arm. Right. And you hit on a very important thing that that I'd like to talk to you about: the relationship part. Yeah. Um. Without relationship with God, mm -hmm. is it all just just moving pictures? It's just going through the motions anyway. I would, I would agree, and I think that's what Jeremiah four four is saying. Okay, because 
I think Jeremiah's calling them out. I mean, he's a prophet, and mm-hmm. he's saying you're you're going through these these rituals. You, you know, you're you're doing what you were told to do, but you're missing the point of it. Mm-hmm. You're you're not you're not coming from a pure heart, from a pure place. Okay. And so he's saying, you know, now it's time to remove the foreskin of your heart. How many times? Even as Christians, we've got a calloused heart. Mm-hmm. It is just so, I don't know, life's just kind of beating us down, and we're cold-hearted, we're cynical, we're, we're unkind, we, we use you know unforgiving words, we, we don't feel generosity when we see people in need, mm-hmm. because we've got a calloused heart. <laughs> yeah, I've never thought of it that way, but you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that, and the verses that lead up to. Did I interrupt you? Did you have no, no? Go that? ahead. Uh, the verses that lead up to to that uh, in Jeremiah four. Um, if you return, O Israel, to me, you should return. If you remove the detestable things from mm-hmm. my presence and do not waver, and if you swear as the Lord lives in truth and justice and in righteousness, then the nations shall bless themselves in Him, and in Him shall they have glory. Yeah. Uh, so he he's talking about all these these problems that the the Jews are having, right? Um, about being so distant in the relationship that you and I just mentioned. Yeah, and, and they're they're wanting to hold on to the things that these pagan gods or or whatever uh, that they're they're wanting to worship, right. and, and they want to they want God on the side. Oh sure, and we're we're guilty of that. Absolutely, we are. Uh, we we want God. Um, at our beck and call, mm-hmm. when things are going terribly wrong, he's the first one we reach out to. Right. And instead of having this relationship with him, he wants to hear from us. Uh, I'm not saying that, but we use him more or less as a, a safety net instead of our personal God that, that we love and adore. Sure. You know, if we're going to ask him to be our Lord, to guide our steps, to, to you know direct our path, uh, but a lot of times, like what you're saying is, we we ask him to validate our plans, mm-hmm. and and that's not what he's in the business of doing. Absolutely not. And so we operate a lot of times. We we have the external, you know. I go to church, and uh, you know, I try to do all, but but inside, we're we're not right. Mm-mm. And and the only way that we can get right with God is the relationship that we have with our Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. Right. And that's the only way that we can approach him. Yeah, it goes back to relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, think uh, it's so – I think we get caught up in the – and we mentioned this last podcast, the checklist mentality mm-hmm. instead of the relationship mentality. Yeah. Uh, with my relationship with my wife, I don't check off lists or number of things. I do things for her because I love her. Right. And it's because of the love that we have for each other that we treat each other with dignity, respect, admiration, you know, all the things. Mm -hmm. And the same goes with our God. Right. Um, He's not interested in what, how good we've done or look what I did today or, you know, I helped this guy or helped that, like, whatever. He's, He's wanting a relationship with us. And then all these other things will just be, just be fruit Mm -hmm. of the spirit. Yeah. You know, God's not deceived, you know, and, and a lot of times we think we're so good. <laughs> right. And the reality is God sees our heart. He knows our motives. He knows why we're doing it. And mm-hmm. and if, if our why is wrong, he's going to call us out on that. Yeah. 
And we think because, you know, well, well, I did it. it. But sometimes that's just not good enough. Our motives are bad. Our motives are totally bad. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and that affects, that affects the relationship, I think. It does. If you're, if you're doing things that are just totally bad, uh, you can't be in the, the loving, kind relationship uh, the care that we talked about in the uh, 23rd Psalm mm-hmm. of the shepherd. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just really important that that relationship is, is there. There's another interesting verse that leads into verse four that I wanted to okay. ask you about. Please do. Uh, it says, break up your fallow mm. ground yeah. and sow not among thorns. Mm. And so I looked up what fallow ground, because I, I, I don't speak farmer. Oh, okay. And so I didn't know what fallow ground was. Yeah. <laughs> and fallow ground, uh, according to this, is uncultivated uh, farmland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has it's hard to plow. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it has to be broken up. Mm-hmm. So he is telling them uh, there in verse uh, three: break up your fallow ground mm-hmm. and, and let God come into your heart. Right. So I thought that was a great um, great thing. Another thing I read about fallow ground. Um, it implies that there uh, was uh, prior fruitfulness. It used to be fruitful. Okay. Uh, now it needs hard work to break, hmm. and uh, it's um, and I can't read my writing. Oh, so I had a third one, but I can't read what that says. Oh, <laughs> implies some resistance. Oh, uh, uh, implies yeah. that there's some resistance because you have to break that up. Yeah. And so it's hard work. Yeah. Boy, that's a that's a great image of our Christianity mm-hmm. uh, of that relationship that we have, because we we kind of get so far and then we kind of plateau and we pat ourselves in the back and look at what a good Christian I am and and what the Holy Spirit's saying to us is you got some fallow ground there, buddy. <laughs> you know you're right. you're not as far as you think spiritually, uh, and so we've got some work to do. We've mm-hmm. got to break that up. We've got to get past these roadblocks. We got to move you forward. You know that whole sanctification process is is never ending, right? And if we think, boy, I I've arrived, then the Holy Spirit's going to say you're you're not as far as long <laughs> as you think you are. And I don't want to hear the Holy Spirit say that, <laughs> but but you know we're all in that boat. Yeah, every one of us are. Yeah, um, yeah. So that- when I was uh, I was on staff in a church in Huntington, West Virginia, and um, so I had the opportunity to preach whenever the pastor was gone, and so I, I I was preaching a verse similar to this one. It wasn't this verse, but it had the same kind of concept to it. Mm-hmm. And so I was wrapping up the sermon. I had a shirt made up. And it said, I'm a member of so-and-so Baptist church. Uh, if you see me doing something wrong, kind of like what you see on the back of trucks, how's my driving? <laughs> how's my driving? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, uh, you know, great news. I've got seven of these made for every person. And as a member of this church, you're required to wear this shirt every day wherever you go. Oh. And uh, you could see the, the, the <laughs> physical pain on, uh-huh. on people. They're, they're thinking about, you know, well, I, there's a dress code at work or, or whatever or or, you know, I, I guess I can't go to that place that I like to go because I got to wear this shirt now. And, you know, and obviously I didn't have shirts made up. But the point was, as a child of God, whether we think it or not, we're wearing that shirt. Yes, we are. And how yes, many we times are. do we go somewhere, do something, and, and behave foolishly, 
and and all the while, you know, we're embarrassing God, we're embarrassing ourselves, and 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 I can just see him wagging his head and saying, "That's my child." Mm-hmm. Not really proud of him right now, but oh man, that that's that is so true. And so Jeremiah is saying. The root of the problem, the, the heart of the problem, no, no pun intended, is our heart. If mm-hmm. our heart's not right, if it's not pure, if we haven't removed the foreskin on our heart to where it's, it's supple and viable, just like he said in that previous verse, it's fallow. Mm-hmm. If we haven't broken it up, tenderized it, and make it malleable for God to use, uh, then we're not in the right place. No. No, that, that's that's a great illustration. I can see why you picked this verse. Yeah, I really appreciate you doing that because this verse, this is one that that I can't ever remember reading, thinking of it. Oh, this is a foundational you mm. know, verse. Yeah, uh, but it's it's powerful. It is so powerful. Well, and that's why it is for for me one of my Mount Rushmore because it 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 begs the question. Are you in a good place? It reminds me of what David said in Psalm 51, creating me a pure heart. Mm-hmm. Because if our heart's not pure, and, and if we're not trying to, you know, and, and again, David goes in that Psalm, you know, seek out those places, you know, clean me, wash me whiter than snow. And so I think that's a daily prayer for us. I do too. Is to invite, uh, plead, for the Holy Spirit to search for those places that that need to be tenderized, need to be broken up, need to be made new, mm-hmm. and uh, and just have that relationship active and alive, and, and allow God to just use us. Oh, that's I love that. I, I I love the fact that you picked this verse for that reason because it is all about the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, J- Jesus talked about the heart all the time. Absolutely, and um, and so if our hearts are not right with God, um, we know it mm-hmm. and he knows it. Right. And so it, it's just something that, that needs to be taken care of. And it's, it's an exa- it's a self-examination every, every day you get up, Yeah, you, you wake up and you thank God for the, the day and you say, father, please use me yeah. uh, any way that you can for your kingdom mm-hmm. and, and, and help me have a pure heart yeah. uh, while, while I'm doing it because it's so easy yeah. not to have a pure heart. It is, you know, for Jeremiah, his audience, you know, he's saying, "You look, you know, you're not doing what you're supposed to do." And they say, "Oh, well, I'm, I'm circumcised. You know, I'm a, I'm a son of Abraham." Mm-hmm. And, and you know, for us, it's like, well, you know, I'm a child of God. I've, I've been baptized, and, and I'm a member of such and such church. And, and, and God's saying, "Yeah, big deal, right. but your heart's wrong." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we can, we can have all the right paperwork and credentials. But are we living an active, vibrant life for Christ today? That is the question. That's the question. That is the question. Well, we have. Can you believe we've run out of time again? We just we just talk a lot, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, maybe that's why we're doing this podcast. If, if yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible podcast coming to you from Columbia, Tennessee. My name is Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. And we hope that you'll join us for our next podcast that will drop on all of your podcast stations, whatever that means. I don't know. I don't either. (laughs) Have a great day and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible podcast. 
We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and be sure and tell a friend.